0: for listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show on Podcast One.
1: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll
2: take two tomatoes and a cucumber.
1: poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber...
0: Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 4 p Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit. 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. CTMobile.com.
3: Hey, hey, hey. This is NFL Hall of Famer Ray Lewis. I'm excited to announce the launch of my new podcast, Everyday Greatness. The Ray Lewis Podcast. I'll be talking with friends, family members, old teammates, athletes, celebrities, moguls. And guess what? I'll be talking to you. Listen, this is all in the search for everyday greatness. So I'm asking you to come along with me on this ride. Download new episodes of Everyday Greatness, the Ray Lewis podcast, every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on PodcastOne.com. It's not what you have. It's what's inside of you that actually inspires greatness.
4: Well, we'll take some calls today. We'll do a deep dive on Dan Rowan and be astonished by a previous the
5: greatest generation. What do you hear from Rowan and Martin's laughing? What do you hear the Dan Rowan story? <sighs> All right. First, let me hit Life lock. There's been a data breach from 2019. MGM Resorts impacted more than 142 million hotel guests and uh, hackers. There. I tell you, thieves are lazy. Everyone thinks they're bad. Mm-hmm. They're bad, but mm-hmm. they're mostly lazy. Yeah. And they just want to take what's yours and profit off it. And back in the day, that meant like staking out and breaking into houses and stealing TV sets and. That had a certain amount of risk. You could get cut by glass or shot by an owner or bit by a dog, and now they'll just stay home and steal. Your, Your TV isn't worth anything anymore, but your information is, and that's why you need LifeLock to protect your info, which is out there. Am I right, Matt? No one can prevent all identity theft or
0: monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use promo code ADAM for 25% off. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky you're listening to the Adam and Dr.
5: Drew show yeah get it on got to get a church mend mendic get it on Dr. Drew's of their sports certified Dick's special with Mend it. get it on I want to thank uh, getroman.com slash ads and lifelock.com promo code Adam for sponsoring the show I got some updates on the love boat. We'll do some calls first, then yeah. yeah. Let me just hop up. Uh, Tara, don't call me Tara. God damn it. 35, Connecticut. What's going on? Oh,
1: that? I'm sorry. Hello. I was on mute. Hi. Uh,
5: All right. Hi. Here we go.
1: Thank you for taking my call. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys.
5: mm mm-hmm.
1: um, So I am a nurse who works in the employee health department and is responsible for administering a whole flu of vaccines, flu shot, MMR, varicella, will be responsible for now administering the COVID vaccine.
4: W- will you? Supposed- I, I keep I keep hearing rumors that the military is going to distribute it. Will they? Will they? Well,
1: uh, yeah. Go every, ahead. Every every week, we keep hearing in our meetings that starting in November, or, or they say late fall, early winter, yep. we're going to be administering them. Okay, great. <laughs> I kind of don't really believe it until like the vaccines are actually in my hand.
4: I, I get we'll you. I, I have talked to some of the primary researchers, and they feel strongly that the placebo limb will be opened up because of the efficacy proven within the first six weeks or so. So they feel like the ethics will mandate unblinding. Once it's unblinded, then it'll be distributed, and that's that. It's unblinded. Meaning the placebo piece is taken out and the people getting placebo will get the real vaccine because it's Mm -hmm. considered unethical not to give it to them because it's so effective and safe.
5: Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So that's that's probably the AstraZeneca and the Moderna ones, I'd say. That's my bet.
1: Okay. Um, So I guess my question is, I think in the beginning myself was under the impression that once the vaccine happened— things would kind of go back to whatever the normal will be. And the more and more that I think about things and just see how everything's unfolding, I don't know if that's the case. Yep, I agree. And I guess normal meaning not using the masks and social distancing. So is there going to be a point where we're not going to have to wear a mask even after the vaccine comes out?
4: It depends, right, how many people get the vaccine, doesn't it, right? So, first of all, who gets the vaccine? Uh, And I guess there's some question about whether somebody could be a carrier, you know, even if they're vaccinated. I suppose that's possible. Super spreader. Well, kids do that. They're super spreaders. We now know kids do that. So we can't let them go. We We literally didn't know that last week. Now we know it. So so that's a question. Uh, And then – I personally think I'm going to wear masks from uh, whenever, you know, certainly whenever I get sick with anything. I am th- I was not, I'm not a mask sort of advocate, and now I'm thoroughly it's been convinced a little for
5: respiratory blessing. illnesses. The only, the only time it's been a blessing in disguise is the airport bathroom, <laughs> which is a, normally a disaster, <laughs> literally a shit show. Yeah. And I, well, the only time I've ever went, hmm, glad I have this mask, is yeah. walking. I've been traveling, going to airport yeah. bathrooms. and I'm Especially the so, ones without the loose site barrier. Yeah, <laughs> happen to have. What? Lucite barrier? Well, people are breathing on each other when you're standing next to each other. Oh, on I don't know why you said lucite. Well, what is those? You used to call well, them. Lucite is clear, goofball. Oh, okay. Well, well the God, metal barriers, are me. yeah. whatever they
4: are. But anyway, so so good. Uh, are you going to take it? Well, but I just put it Tara? Yeah. Over. Yeah, I, me I, too
1: yeah sign me up. I signed yeah. up for the trial. I just never heard back.
4: It's exactly what happened. It's I, exactly I, what happened to me. I signed up at several places yeah. and just nothing and I even sent personal but I, emails i, and I stuff. do
1: yeah, and I do feel that if I'm going to be administering it, I should you know take it so I could answer any questions that you know anyone's well, gonna have
4: agreed. Are you sympathetic to people that want to see a little six month track record before they take it
1: yeah i i I kind of um, everyone's opinions for yeah. what they are. Yeah. I have my own opinion.
4: Right. Um, so I think, the, I think that six months window is going to be the more nefarious part of this what, where people are yeah. actively not taking it. Some people are actively taking it. It's going to be a little harder to figure out what's going on then. Right, we'll get there. We'll Man, get it is, we to
5: I'll tell you, Well, as soon as the election's over, we'll all be able to It'll all stop. It'll all just stop. We'll to stop. Unless Trump wins, the maybe not. Oh, uh, well then, then it wouldn't. Yes, unless, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Didn't work that part out. Yeah. Matt, 40, Missouri. <laughs>
0: yeah a little bit of a different uh i guess conversation than what you've been having um i have a a family member um that that has an addiction problem and I, that's what i was calling about uh with alcohol and they're in their 60s which that just seems very strange to me that they would be you know an adult in their 60s dealing with you know, now dealing with uh, with an alcohol problem.
4: It, it happens uh, more than you might imagine. I understand why you would think it would be unusual, but it does happen for a couple of reasons. One, of course, they have a you know lifelong of kind of controlling it. Uh, they have to have that genetic potential for it to roll out of control, and they've controlled it as they get older. They get depressed. They have losses. The frontal lobe controlling mechanisms aren't as powerful anymore when you get older, and so it can it can roll out of it can spill out of control pretty easily. The hard part though is treating them. they don't respond mm-hmm. great to treatment, particularly over seventy. So where what is the actual age of this person?
0: Uh, I don't know exact it's like it's like early to
4: mid 60s like 62 mm-hmm. 65 so something like so that. if they're motivated now what's to motivate them for for care?
0: Well, I guess to get a little bit a little bit more details here is they so they originally got into AA or, or they started doing some meetings. And they they basically just blew all those off. And the reason they got into it was there was a uh, this I think this was the motivation for why they finally decided to. But was there was a uh, a scuffle, let's just call it, and between this person and a, another family member, they got pretty rough. And and there was I don't want to give too many details out about it, but it, it just it got really bad. And so it was like, hey, you either going to do this or. We didn't know what else to do. You're either going to do this,
6: right? Well, that's that's sort of
4: typically the way it happens, right? They they keep going until somebody goes, "Hey, you got to do something about this." So that motivation doesn't last many times, and you know, on average, it takes about you know four or five treatments and four or five years of trying before somebody gets a year of sobriety.
0: So, so what what do we do as I guess as family members? Because they. They've kind of just blown it all off again, and they're going back down there.
4: I mean Of course. So you have two what, options. What do we do? You have two options. You can go to Al-Anon. Uh, that actively changes your relationship with the individual and does tend to improve the, the outcome for the actual identified patient. But you can go to Al-Anon. Or, and or, you can set some real consequences and go, look, we see who we're going again. I'm not going to be able to hang around. Whatever. Whatever your consequences need to be, bring them down so those are your two so, options you can't force okay, them so, to do anything
0: that, so I mean how how far should we go with these consequences
4: because I mean there's that we is, say, that, that we're is, not
0: going to be around you period
4: right that is that's those are the choices you have to make and, and Al-Anon is designed to really help you with that and give you support okay. with the, the boundaries you take because it's hard to tell and by the way you tend to do it without Al-Anon you tend to do it out of anger and anger doesn't really help them you, you got to do it mm-hmm. with real caring like hey I can't see you going down this path. It's killing me. It's killing you. Until we do something, I just can't be around it. And you have to do it How do you spell Alana? A-L-A-N-O-N. Oh, okay. That was really important. I thought.
0: Yeah. So they have meetings all the time. And
4: yep. Just- yep. Just go online. They'll, they'll come get you if you want.
5: Thanks, Matt. Oh, that, that be- all right, buddy. thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Good luck. All
4: right. By well, the way, Matt sounds genuinely... You know how many times I say that to people and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. he sounds like he wants to actively do something. It's unusual. It's actually unusual.
5: My mom used to go to Al-Anon meetings for I what? I don't know. I mean, because it, it was free and it affirmed her being an a victim. adult child of a broken. Yeah, yeah. Sure, she'd go to like ACA or something like that. Or she went. She went to Overeaters Anonymous meetings <laughs> <laughs> all the time, mostly for the chips and dip. Okay, but. Uh, Also, no. She went to Overeaters Anonymous, and she went to Al-Anon meetings at some point.
4: So she hypothesized that who, who was her who was her father? Was he an alcoholic?
5: Well, we, she, ne- we never talked uh, about that. She guy. was probably an alcoholic. Yes, he, he. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. He sorry yeah. he I'm sure was an alcoholic, yeah. and um, she hadn't seen him since right. she was two. Right, so so fair enough. you know, and also. Uh, Talked to her about uh, the real version of her going into uh, child protective services the other day. Tell me. Well, you know, whenever I asked my grandma about it, she said, like I left her with the babysitter and then I went out. And by the way, if you want to know how people's brains work in terms of spackling over the past yeah. and fixing up the fissures in their life, you know what I mean? Like, I left her with the babysitter. Here's the problem. When people tell you things that don't make sense, then you will know more about the event than they know. Yeah. Let me repeat that. Yeah. I know more about many events that I didn't attend than the person who attended the event because... And is telling you about it. ...of their explanation. Yeah. When you hear a lot of the, you know... The cop pulled me over for no reason, and then he started fighting me for no reason. I had a, like when you hear a lot of like, no reason, yeah. You hear no reason if there's a no reason. Yeah. it usually didn't happen. So, These things
4: don't happen for no reason.
5: <laughs> yeah, she she left my mom at two with the neighbor to babysit my kid and uh, babysit for her to a kid. dance class
4: or something. She said <laughs> something went, went out,
5: and then you know came home and only to find out that the neighbor had dropped them off at child protective. So what's the reality? Well, the reality is is she would put my mom, like, in her crib, you know, maybe give her a blanket and a bottle or something, and then head out, you know, for the night oh my kind God. of thing. Well, that's, my grandmother did what my grandma... She's a very selfish person, and she was 19, and she wanted to go fucking have fun. Oof. So she'd go kind of square her way in some way, like, you know, she's too not getting out of here, not going anywhere, Oof. you know, like a sort of, I don't know, leaving the dog with the water bowl and put it, put it in the bedroom, shutting the door, you know, and just, just left. So, you know, I evidently neighbors found the kid, you know, and took them, looked around, no one was around and grabbed the kid and dropped them off at child protect. which first off, could it, it could go no other way than that. Right. It's not now my grandma's brain. She's probably like, I asked Nancy upstairs to keep a lookout, to keep an eye up before I left or something, but you know, it's not. That doesn't really hold together, but in her right. brain, she's like she she was supposed to be l- listening or something, right? You, you know what I mean, right? So uh, anyway, um, Sheesh. so that's what that's Oof. that's what happened. Uh, 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 There's a cuckolding question here. I got, uh, goddammit, it, I got just got I got this love boat stuff. I know we got to get the love boat. <sighs> Uh, well, let me go. just jump on four, and then right. I'll go to two, and then we'll just... Benjamin, 37, Palm... Oh, sorry. Spring Branch, Texas.
4: Yes, sir. How are you doing, Adam and Dr. Drew? I'm good. Speaking of Texas, I was just thinking, if I get COVID, you're my only source of yeah. exposure. Yeah, I was Adam I got goes into, into the world, yesterday. and we sit next to each other. Right. There it is. That's how I'm going to well, get COVID.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I've got, a, I've got a lot I could talk to you guys about. Um, you guys basically raised me in my adolescence. On Loveline, Line. <clears throat> to age
5: you so well. Thanks. Where <laughs> but, did you um, listen to Loveline? Where were you?
3: Springfield, Ohio, and now I'm in Spring Branch, Texas.
5: Right. I was thinking about the but, other day. Um, I don't remember Loveline in Texas, in like a affiliate. No, Springfield, Ohio. We had a Dallas affiliate, did we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I never yeah. really had that. I never had that. I don't know how long we had it for, but I, I never remember that. like calls coming in from Dallas or something for some reason. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead, uh, Benjamin.
3: So we actually met, um, in San Antonio. It would have been fall of 2014 at the Majestic Theater. And, um, it was oh, great. You, right. um, it was, you know, nice to finally meet you there. Um, you actually inspired me. That I told you, you know, I was a Marine and I, I can't do pushups anymore. And you said, just do them. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got back, got back to doing them. I, you know, I'm easily programmable. I'm a jarhead. So, huh. Actually, my, my question for you, I've got, Kind of a two-parter. One is with the new Tesla factory going in about forty-five minutes from my house. Nice. And the economy booming like just crazy between San Antonio and Austin right now.
4: Just um, made, the you guys hey, made, the really made the drive. I made the drive around the idea. It's booming in California made,
5: too. Oh no, it isn't. I made the drive yesterday from San Antonio to Austin. Yeah. I did made you see where the all that's going to be? 24, Twenty-four hours. Did they, ago? they make note of where the new
4: Tesla plant's going to be or anything? And you no. No,
5: I didn't. I mean, just, there's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of building. Yeah. Sorry, Benjamin. Just like California, right? Yeah.
4: Oh, no. opposite. No, no worries. Um, that's all Californians in so, Texas. That's right.
5: So,
3: my, my question is um, do you guys really see yourselves moving to Texas and getting out of Cali? And then, God, two, I would, if I would you love do, it. I, I would love to go work for you for free. I <laughs> own a couple businesses of my own. I, I've got free time. I can. I can basically whip your guys in shape and you don't have to tell them over and over and over again, to, you know, who had the beer cam here or whatever. Like, hey, that yeah. that's just got to go. I could yeah. be a bulldog for take you. Take Drew's
5: kids and <laughs> what your one kids? of mine. Yeah, okay. Just one and a half of them. Thanks, Benjamin. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be doing it at some point. We'll have to. Everyone will have to. Everyone with something everyone with something it's funny to i was protect. i was fantasizing about
4: you know moving and doing this and that and i thought in california why would i do that
5: right not not possible if i move i'm out i'm moving out yeah tony 31 santa Clarita.
6: yo what's up guys big fan i know you guys hear it all the time i listened um in bakersfield california as a kid to Loveline. wow nice what's going on yeah i did so, yeah, man, um, I have this question, and um, <clears throat> it's kind of something I've been struggling with just a little bit. Um, I've been into the the thought of having my late, my long-term girlfriend kind of sleep with another man and that whole holding thing. But when that refractory period starts, it's like, oh, I never want to do that. I don't want that at all. But then when the refractory period's over, it's like, oh, I kind of want to do it. So, you guys so, know how that goes. So, so, so
4: what is it that's arousing for you? Why do you want to do that, do you think?
6: Well, I mean, I, you know what, dude. I, I don't mean to call you, dude. Sorry, Doctor. It's um, fine. Uh, I think it's the microphone's super hot. I mean, former track athlete. She, I love her to death. She's awesome. I think it's, I think it's that like um, seeing her kind of be pleased and just watching her enjoy herself. On top of that, she's thought So it almost has that porn
4: aspect, I guess. So voyeuristic quality that you like. That somehow porn. Has a certain level of arousal you can't get by actually being with a person.
6: A little bit, yeah. I, I guess you, you're you're close, but I I am aroused by her just when it's us, yeah, for I get sure. It. I get it, but, but um, but, yeah. Did you did I, you have a that
4: sounds accurate? Were you sort of addicted to porn at one time? Um, I don't know
6: how to. I don't know. I, I mean, did I you? Wanted, it's not like
4: did you need at any point? You know, when you were not in a relationship, you had to get more and more arousing kind of stimulus out of it. Like you got into weirder and weirder sort of images
6: uh maybe yeah I, I, that's definitely a possibility I, I i i could say that i especially when i was single
4: um, wow, right. well, yeah definitely so, so,
5: so you get what i'm getting at adam
4: sort of but not really I, I think it's a new kind of a thing that we're gonna see uh
5: here's what i here here's my hypotheses true uh-huh. uh-huh. man of science yeah uh-huh. um I identify with this. I think most guys have a little. There's a. It's kind of a spectrum. I'm a little more on uh, the Tony side. Drew's a little further away to the zero side. But most guys, young guys, yeah. You give this up when you're 45 or yep. whatever. But when you're young, there's like a lot of like, oh, you know, when you're when you have that girlfriend and you're 19 or whatever, and you know she she's in the shower and there's her high school yearbook sitting there and you look at it and you see the guy with the heart that's circled and I was like, were you with Does this? That was my boyfriend. And you know, it's like a lot of like, what was he like? You know, like it's weird. It's kind of a sad ex exploration, but there's a little bit of that gene that, that guys have. Right. Right. And, and a lot of guys have that, like, you know, what, who were you with before me? How many guys, what did you do? You know, there's a little element of that. Now, don't you think this would be the opposite of that? Because that's sort of a jealousy gene. This, I, I think there's some of the same some members of his club and this club. Now, okay. what, I, what I think has happened is the stuff used to reside in the fantasy department and it would never bleed over into a possibility. Now, everything is possible. The, the fantasies are no longer fantasies. They're doable. Plus, like, they've watched it on porn. You're right, right. You go online. You've seen it executed a million yeah. times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what used to be fleeting thoughts in a young man's head now turn into a grocery list of, of things to do. You, you know what I mean? And,
4: yeah. And especially, again, if you need higher levels of arousal, right? Right. So right. That's what I was getting at. Just so, the arousal system is Tony, like wired up to Tony, need a certain. Thing. I would
5: say you you got a you got a good woman, and to keep it in the fantasy zone. Yeah, don't, don't fuck it up. I don't think this is going to end up the way you want it to. Do
4: you think? Do you think this mm-hmm. goes under a similar category for women with the so-called rape fantasy? So-called with the just leave it as a fantasy and like let it whatever that is. That's looking. Yeah, at
5: I think. I mean, you know, what percentage? What percentage of of things do we think about, fantasize about, whatever about, versus truly engage in? Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. And this, it should be a high percentage. Well, let, let it be high. It's okay. Well, well, but the problem is, is we're constantly telling everyone to go out and chase their dreams and make their fantasies come true. And there's a lot of like, my fantasies have to come true, you know. And it's like, nah. no, not all of them.
4: No, nah. a lot of them better not.
5: You better a lot just of them. to live in that world. Yeah. Uh, no different than a dream. I had a, a bizarre dream last night where it's like I was working and I'd lost some fingers <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a circular saw or a table saw and I had to go through this. And I, it was like, it was just a dream. It doesn't mean it's something I want to happen or I need to pursue or, or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just leave it in that realm. All right. Let me hit uh, Roman talking about erectile dysfunction. Not easy. We blame ourselves brush it off, make excuses. With Roman, it's easy to talk to a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. So if this is especially what's going on at the, with the doctors, and the availability of everyone these yeah. days. It's, and all, not,
4: telemedicine. Not, it's not, all telemedicine. It's all telemedicine. is just another version of that.
5: Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care from the comfort and privacy of your home. Um, if medication is appropriate, Roman will send you and they'll send it out to you free. Free two-way shipping, by the way. Straightforward, simple, and discreet. Visit GetRoman.com slash ADS and complete an online visit. Go to GetRoman.com slash ADS today. If you're pr- if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash ADS. All right. So, Drew, uh, love boat. So, I was watching last night and... Uh, again, the part there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack with the Love Boat, but part that I love the most is Dr. Bricker on the prowl.
4: Well, uh, and let, let's be fair. This episode is called Stimulating Stephanie. That's right.
5: the that's the title of the of the story. Drew, can I um What? I was watching it. There was a slew of movies where like the theme it's kind of interesting there was a kind of a there's a, there was a kind of a roofy theme mad scientist like yeah. we're taking a woman we're locking her in and we're going to experiment kind of yeah, thing yeah but but it kind of took a step further like like there was a fantasy that i had when i was 12 or something that somehow you know, the woman would fall asleep and I could squeeze her boobies and then we'll go back in time and she couldn't remember it or right. something like a weird yeah. sort of, but this was brought to life yes. as, as adults. You know I mean? In the 70s, yeah. And there was a lot of like those B-titty movies that were like, sex scientist you know she's been programmed to have sex you know and there's these weird fantasies Mad where it's like this beautiful you. woman and all he had to do is blow this dog whistle and she'd be become aroused you know Listen like
4: bill cosby started
5: living out right, that fantasy that's, that,
4: that's what that was
5: right so there was that theme but and by the way that's why he got away with it you know they were like it literally was like hey man i'm just part of my times I was listening. That's like, oh, unreal. I was, uh, I filmed the TV with my phone, Drew, because <laughs> ah. I, I don't know how else to do this because we can't find any of these episodes online. So, yeah. The first one, you're, I you're think you're probably breaking some law by it, doing this. It's just a short five second one of Gary Dr. Dr. Bricker. Just, uh, he, see, the, the first move was the crazy move, which he would stand and, like, help check people in. But if he was talking to some old dude and some hot chick walked by, he'd go, oh, hold up. And he'd just leave. Yeah, like like yeah. First off, how wildly unprofessional is that? Like, yeah. I'm asking where my cabin is, and an attractive person walked by and he just left? All right. I think that may have been the first one. We'll see, Gary, how to play this. I don't know how to do it. Oh my God! Uh, it's such a it's such a time capsule, such a anthropological study. You know? Yes, that's why you must watch. Yeah, I do. But I do you do, do the follow up homework? Which is which is you have to IMDb everyone who's on there <laughs> okay, and then go go deeper. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, Gareth, if you're having issues, I'll have you I'm, look something up.
2: Sure. Why, why don't we do that? I'm just going to get your phone so I can see what order you filmed them in. They Oh, does computer. it matter?
5: It just doesn't, doesn't really, really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. What it what matter. You just hit one. You yeah, okay. can explain it. Oh, it needs to be bigger, though. This is the beginning. What? Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. It's a ship's doctor. help uh, you? Now they're both hitting on her. Professor
1: Norman Bridges, Matthew you uh, I'll check. <laughs> I'm with jimmy kid, Stephanie Chapman, traveling with him. In separate cabins.
0: Kind
1: experiments. Oh, reactions to color, music, sounds.
6: Oh, sounds fantastic. What
1: kind of reactions?
6: Uh, uh, uh,
1: sexual reactions.
6: That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> when she coughed, it sounded like she said sexual reaction.
1: <laughs> I, I did.
6: You ought to cough
1: when you say that. Oh, for science.
6: Most
3: people usually give blood.
5: All right. Uh, so she's, uh, so, she, Dr. Pricker's hitting on one chick. He's and, kissing one chick on the arm, on the hand. <laughs> and then a hot another hot chick comes by and like, I can see you later. <laughs> hey, baby, what do we got? <laughs> and then Gopher slides in between them like, I got this one. Uh, These are employees of the cruise line. Yeah. I want the physician. While they get on to the boat. They're getting on to the boat. Uh, <laughs> this is the, oh my God. It's too much. (laughs) It's not too much for me. (laughs) I loved it. You know, Gary, just just Uh, just so uh, Drew can uh, flag this under fiduciary duty uh, here. We wrote down when you. I was looking up, so Dick Martin was one of the guests. He played the professor, and then it was Rowan and Martin's laugh at course, right? Yeah. If you look up Rowan. God, what was it? Tom? Dan Rowan. Dan. Hey, uh, Gary, if you wiki Dan Rowan of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, because yeah. you always kind of go, what happened to that guy? Yeah. That guy's stories. And First off, when he you- He was like a car salesman to begin with or something, now, right? When you, when you, I don't know, but that wasn't what I Okay, was, go ahead outlined and yeah. when you look up these guys histories you're like holy shit so to me it was always just a guy with like the pipe and the mustache kind of looking cool rowan and martin's laughing that was yep. rowan you yep. know um anyway you could, do you have his wiki his, there his son was my attorney.
2: born on a carnival train near the small town of Beggs, oklahoma
5: I mean, look, we're never going to have this anymore. It's going to be born in a hospital, born in a hospital. Uh, We're not going to have any more son of a
2: sharecropper, right? No longer on a carnival train. Born on a (laughs) carnival train. (laughs) He was orphaned at the age of 11 and spent four years in the McClellan home in Pueblo, Colorado, before being taken in by a foster family at the age of 16. Keep going. Uh, after graduating in high school in 1940, he hitchhiked to Los Angeles, California, and found a job in the mailroom at Paramount Pictures. Uh,
5: all right, hold on. H- hitchhiking you know, from uh, Colorado to California in, in 1940 means most of the cars you hopped rides with were built in the 20s and 30s. Well, think
4: about this. There was no interstate highways. Right.
5: You're on Route 66 or something. Okay, so he was born on a carnival train. Then he was orphaned. Whatever that means. It's Who int- knows what actually happened? It's interesting that he then grew up in Pueblo, Colorado, because Pueblo, Colorado is where all the pamphlets and all the government stuff came from. Oh, really? And I wonder. Oh, yeah, right, there's right, right. always find yeah. a right to Pueblo, Colorado, yeah. For yeah, to find yeah. out how to start a small business. Well, you know? it, looks
2: like, it looks like he spent four years at like a government home there. Uh, that's yeah, that's yeah. what there I'm – I'm, I'm, I'm wondering yep.
5: if Pueblo, Colorado didn't become the landing place for yes. all government whatever. Makes sense. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah
2: uh after he quickly integrated himself with studio head buddy de Silva he and got he- a
5: job he hitchhiked here went to work in a mailroom of a studio in nineteen forty Wow Go a ahead. year
2: later he became paramount 's youngest staff writer during World War two He served as a fighter pilot in the eighth fighter squadron <laughs> uh he flew a curtis p forty n warhawk uh from which he shot down two Japanese aircraft before he was down in another P 40 and seriously wounded over New Guinea. New Guinea! <laughs> Military decorations include the Distinguished Flying Cross with Oak Leaf Cluster, the Air Medal, and the Purple Heart. Oh my god. After his discharge, he returned to California where he teamed up with Dick Martin and started a comedy nightclub act. The team had appeared on television before, but it was not until the critical success in their summer special of 67 that they found fame on Laugh-In.
5: got the most interesting man on the
2: planet,
5: right? He was always just the guy that brought
4: out the fickle finger of fate. Right. Which, by the way, had an interesting analogy in his own life. Yeah. Right? Well... Later go.
2: appeared with Dick Martin on the series of the Dick Martin Celebrity Rose specials. He also appeared as an actor in a two-part 1987 episode of The Love Boat. Shocking. Which, as we've learned, sorry. Yes. Uh, everybody. In 1946. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> right, everybody. Well, he wasn't in this episode.
4: His Martin was. I got it. Dick Martin was. Right. But that's so funny. Everybody was on The Love Boat. Yeah, of course.
2: As far as his personal life, in 46, Rowan married the 1945 Miss America runner-up Phyllis J. Mathis. They had three children: Thomas, Marianne, and Christine. And he and Mathis were later divorced in '63. He married Australian model Adriana <laughs> Van Bally Gugan.
4: And then, by the way, back then, like, hey, man, he liked the go- he liked the ladies. And they like the divorced.
2: Ladies. They divorced eight years later in 1974. He married model and TV spokesperson jo- uh, Joanna Young, to whom he remained married until his death. Uh, he retired in the '80s and spent the remainder of his years between his residence in Florida and his barge in the canals of France. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, what? What? How fucking, you know, my kid, my everybody
5: now is gonna be like, he was born in a hospital <laughs> and went home, he played Fortnite and he beat off, and he was remembered by his grandkids. <laughs> like, Ooh. how about this guy's life?
2: I mean, a barge in France, although so. he did reunite with Martin for some brief appearances on the NBC 60th anniversary show in '86. Uh, in his forties he was diagnosed with type one diabetes, which led to him becoming 40s. insulin wow. dependent. He Jeez. died of lymphoma in nineteen eighty seven in Inglewood, Florida, and was cremated.
4: Wow.
5: Wow. And he was just that dude that sort of was the straight guy on Rowan and Martin. I was just looking and I was like, well, if I do a dive on on Dick Martin, I should check out Rowan as well. What was his first name again? Sorry. Dan Rowan. Dan Rowan. And born on a you know. C- born on a, a carnival train, and then and then uh, you know orphaned, and then you know hitchhiked, and then World War II, and flying fighters, and being shot down, and then you begin your comedy career. What's the matter with us? I, I feel so di- diminished. This is this is what Americans used to do. Huh? This used to be America. Huh? I mean, not all this interesting, but there was a lot of these. We stories. need to do more. We need to go do live in a barge or something. Well. I, I mean, on, man. just you take your average person and he grew up in Glendale and went to a public school and then he got a job at uh, Ikea. I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy's like, but look, he took chances. He hitchhiked from Colorado to Los Angeles and then he went and flew torpedo bombers. Well, this was my sort of take on our COVID sort of posture, which
4: is when did we start hiding from things and stop fighting? Oh, my God. Right? So, we we should be fighting this so, thing, not hiding from uh, it. Those are different uh, maneuvers. All right. Do your bit. All right. Speaking of maneuvering, well, cyber criminals, they're maneuvering all the time. And in 2019, there was a data breach of MGM Resorts hit up more than 142 million hotel guests. They put the hotel data up for sale on the dark web for just $2,900. Of course, pff, you'd have no way of knowing it. Well, we like the internet. We like using our – cards and our access, but we need some way to protect ourselves. LifeLock is that way. It's important to understand how cybercrime, identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our info at risk on the internet, every minute of every day, I dare say. And you could miss identity threats by just monitoring your credit. LifeLock detects, detects a wide range of identity threats. Say something like the social security number for sale on the dark web, they're looking there and they'll find it. And if they detect, your information it's even potentially been compromised they will send you an alert, right, Matt?
0: That's right. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own, so join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use promo code ADAM for 25% off.
5: Now, here's the thing that's crazy about these guys and their lives. It's not like I Googled top 100 most interesting Hollywood comedians. I was simply looking up this guy's partner who was on the episode of Love Boat I was watching. And while I saw his partner and I saw Rowan and Martin, I was like, what was this Rowan guy up to? Because he was, I remember him as a very young child being on TV, but didn't seem like he was doing that much. Kind of smoking a pipe, looking kind of, kind of a comedy Hugh Hefner type, Debonair type guy. I didn't know anything else about him. And I never heard anything else about him. You know, what I mean, these guys—these these guys with these crazy, interesting lives—would just pass into the night. You know, when yeah. did he die? How long did he live? Other people, you look up, it's like, oh, Rosie Greer's still alive? You know, uh, you know some of these people are still alive, some passed. That was just a random person I selected to look into. And when you start looking at these people, you find that their life was interesting, almost. By, not by plan, but by default, how could it be? Of course, you were born, cause his parents were like performers at, on sideshows or like, you know, circuses yeah. or whatever. Like, so you get born on a circus train, you yeah. know, like that's number one. It's like Ozzy in the bathroom. Uh, like Ozzy in the bathroom. Same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. You can. Uh, we'll break down some more uh, Love Boat game film in yes, our next episode. Can't wait. You can go to adamcarolla. and find out all the live shows got scheduled everywhere. And uh, the question is, is what would your life sound like if we were just discussing it?
4: What's well, funny? I've been talking to a guy about trying to set up some sort of pearls of wisdom that people could leave behind. Mm. you know, sort of the stories about their life. Because wouldn't you would love to have heard or seen a video of of Dan Rowan going, yeah, yeah, when I was fighting those fires. That's what I was thinking. or
5: flying over Guinea, New Guinea. New Guinea. Jesus. All right, you can go to AdamCroll.com. You can uh, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash AdamCroll and see some stand-up there. So subscribe. It's all free. And get my book, I'm Your Emotional Support Animal. What do you got, Drew?
4: It's all at com. The Family Pod Streams join us there. So, till
2: next time, Adam Kroll for Dr. Bruce saying, mahalo.